And welcome back. Welcome aboard another par train. If your golf game is off the rails and you're sick of riding that struggle bus, you have come to the right place. We help frustrated golfers enjoy the ride again because we know if you can learn to smile through bad golf, you can smile through anything. The par train is all about unpacking the mental game. We talk to PJ Torpos, best-selling authors, sports psychologists, and people like you and me, everyday golfers, to make the hardest game in the world feel easy and help you finally get back on track. This is a bonus episode as a part of our brand new LFG series that is a shorter form where we handpick our greatest sound bites from our most popular episodes, mash them together over music around a singular theme and get you fired up in the right frame of mind on your way to the course, an important meeting or whatever you're on your way to, this will fire you up. This episode of the LFG mini series is presented by our friends at Oars and Alps. Oars and Alps is my favorite men's self-care brand because it's for men who want to take life head on. Let's go. My swing is shit. And the reality is, is I'm going to find a way to get the ball in the hole in less strokes than you. And, and that's just the way I love for the grind of, of golf. The idea behind the authentic swing, if you think about uh, somebody like Jim Furyk, mm-hmm. or Fred Couples, or Bubba Watson, who have really distinctive, but sort of homemade swings, you can tell that they didn't arrive at that swing through being coached or taught or anything like that. Or Bobby Jones' swing, too. Um, even though they say he followed Stuart Maiden around uh, East Lake and pre- Still, his swing was his own swing from the very start. I try to play dummy golf. I'll never grab a club out of the bag until it's my turn to hit. I play really fast. I don't let myself outthink things. What feels right, I just go with it. The real swing with consequences is a totally different swing than the practice swing. So that's something, an insight that I've always found to be true of people aren't really doing the practice swing because they think it helps them. It's more out of fear and this like hanging on that I need to do it to feel it in order to believe that I can. So it's interesting how that can almost create more anxiety if you're not having a good practice. I think you can get really caught up, especially with all the technology we have. Right now we've got TrackMan and FlightScope and you can get really caught up in the numbers and the swing thoughts and forget the objective of what golf is. When those really great rounds happen, you know, they just happen. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, you don't know where it's coming from. Does that practice swing really have bearing on what happens in the regular swing? Probably not. I mean, yeah. not not unlike hitting balls before you play in a tournament. I mean, how many times have you hit balls so crisply on the range and then you get to the first tee and tee it up and you're like, where, where'd that come from? Yeah. <laughs> or the opposite way, you know, it just, it, it's for warming up purposes only. It really doesn't seem to have much bearing on the, the actual results. Number one, on TV, they look bigger than they really are. On TV, it looks like they are swinging so much faster than they really are. They're not. Those dudes are hitting 80% swings. And the other thing that I never realized that like it was something that was like, I need to work on this part of my game is they downshift so much more than you think they do. For the average golfer, we're out there, you know, whipping out lumber because we think that's what the pros do. But in reality, it's not what they do. They play to numbers. They don't fuck with bunkers or water if they don't have to. And... That's how those guys score really, really low rounds. Sometimes in golf, you're trying to hit such a perfect shot rather than 
Hey, green is tucked in the back right corner. Let's go 10, 20 feet to the left of that. And let's hit something in the middle of the green and let's give us a putt for green. You use your intuition. You're trying to use your instincts. And that's sort of the skill of, of an artist, I think. Whether it's a dancer or a filmmaker or anything like that is to sort of, to trust. You're going into a sort of an unknown place. You sort of ask yourself, what does this story want to be? What does this character want to be? What does this scene want to be? And you, the writer, are sort of at the service of that. You really only need one good shot to make a par, right? So like, I mean, we've already talked about not trying to hit the perfect shot every time. You really only need to hit one good shot, a hole to make a par. I mean, yeah. a good drive, a good iron shot, a good wedge, a good chip, or a good putt, just one. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you a par. So if you kind of approach it that way, then you know what I found in, in my regular golf theme is the bad shots don't don't rattle me as much right. as they used to. I think swinging your swing takes a certain level of belief and forced confidence sometimes. It takes some self-talk. We're not always going to feel good about our swing. We're not always going to feel confident or comfortable with our swing. But you just kind of have to tell yourself, this is what I got. I'm not going to focus on it. I'm going to focus on where I'm trying to go. And I'm going to believe that my swing is enough. And I think that same aspect applies with people in your group, right? You might have guys in your group that like to get sunburned, that aren't having sunscreen on, that aren't putting a little zinc oxide on the nose, right? And I think it'd be easy to say, oh, they're not doing it. I'm not going to do it. But you got to take care of yourself. You got to put yourself first. You got to do what's best for you and forget the rest. So our friends at Oars and Alps, have any type of sunscreen you could want. You want a face mist where you don't have to rub it in? Get that SPF face mist small enough to put in your bag. You want a clear roll-on stick like the ghost stick that fits in your bag? Throw that baby on your face. Keep those cheeks from getting too rosy red like mine get, okay? SPF spray with antioxidant vitamin C? No problem. SPF 70, you need it? They got it. Spray it on your neck, your legs, your calves. Don't forget behind the elbows, okay? We all forget about it. So go to oarsandalps.com, enter the code LFG, and do what you need. Focus on what you deserve. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing in the group. That routine to me is huge and it eases your mind, I feel, when you've done something hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of times, who knows, hitting a golf ball, throwing pitches, things like that. The more you do it, the more confident you are and the better you are at it. I think when you are playing like loose and just don't care, you, you always play a lot better and also, like, it helps, like, if your putter is is working really well. The one thing that, like, I think that, like, the average golfer doesn't really realize is, and I was reading Harvey Penick's, like, Little Red Book, but he was talking about how, like, the, the game of golf really needs to be learned from the pin backwards. And it's very hard to teach people this because they want to bomb drives. But, like, say you want to break 90, you need to get better from 100 yards in. Oh, looks like the green sloping away from me. So by thinking that way, I've already forgotten about the bad shot that I just hit. I'm on to the next shot. And that's something that's really helped me. After I hit a shot, I'm on to the next one. I'm not thinking about the one before. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do the next shot. Because once it's already happened, not much you can do about it. A quarterback, it's a reaction seeing a receiver open. You react to the situation. Pitching, shooting a free throw, kicking a field goal and hitting a golf ball. Jim Furyk started swinging with that crazy loop, and his dad kept trying to 
you know, get him down the swinging reel. And he just finally said to his dad one day, Dad, I just can't feel my swing. You know, this new way you're trying to make me swing. And so he finally said, okay, go back to the what feels right to you. So I do think, even though golfers might say, oh, my swing is flawed. And yes, it is. I'm sure they're all flawed. Yeah. But there's like a really good version of that flawed swing, mm -hmm. you know, if, if we can get to it. If you can avoid making two bad shots or a bad shot and a bad decision in a row, you should very rarely, I mean, once a season, make a double bogey. Bogey, bogeys are, are going to happen most rounds, and that's okay, but you make very few double bogeys if you don't make two mistakes in a row. <laughs> One's okay, two, that's when you start getting into big numbers. I'm glad I never tried to play golf for a living. I do think it would have driven me crazy. I mean, at least in baseball, we had guaranteed contracts. But man, you can just get so obsessed with the numbers and looking at your numbers versus PGA Tour players and the top players, etc. Just try to get back to the basics. When Justin Thomas does the thing where he kind of takes the club back, you know, about three feet and then he stops, you know, his form of a waggle or an address or whatever, there's a sort of a rehearsal there, but it's also a surrender to the unknown because the unknown is that swing that they're gonna take right then. You don't know what's gonna happen. I know what I was feeling. I know I learned from it. I know what I did wrong, and I'm not gonna let it happen again. The idea of the authentic swing is that it's a metaphor for the authentic self, that we come into this world as already a formed soul and a formed spirit and a formed personality. Our job on this planet is to find that and to become that and not allow outside influences, whether they're our parents or the school system or society in general, to try to mold us into some ideal version or some version that they think is the quote unquote right way to be. Each one of us has a, has a swing, we're born with it. And if we can find the best version of that swing, that's who we are. And I think the great days that we have on the golf course, we do find that swing for that day. I tell my son, when I gave up a homer, what was I gonna do? Slam my glove to the ground like a little baby? I mean, no, I'm gonna ask for another ball from the umpire and I'm gonna go make another pitch. You hit a bad golf shot, go find it and go hit a good shot. You need to have a short memory in both sports. It makes the game more fun if you can Think creatively. What's the key to that? Hit it, find it, you hit it again. You have a feeling of a certain shot. I want to hit this 30 yard hook around these trees. It might be the wrong shot, but if it feels right to you and you have confidence in it, then do it. Thank you guys for listening to our new LFG series. A big thanks to Roback, roback.com, and to the code train. Get yourself 50% off our favorite active wear. We have a very special partner for this new mini series, Oars and Alps. Oars and Alps is my favorite men's self-care brand because it's for men who want to take life head on. So you listen to this podcast to improve your golf game. I think people buy Oars and Alps if they want to improve and feel better in their life, okay? The Oars and Alps has a brand new SPF, Mist, which is like incredible. Finally, sunscreen designed to spray on your face. They have aluminum-free deodorant, mandarin woods, my favorite scent, so you don't stink up on the course. And pretty much anything else, body care you could ever want, Oars and Alps should be your new go-to men's self-care brand. They have it all, okay? So go to oarsandalps.com, O-A-R-S-A-N-D-A-L-P-S.com, enter the code LFG, and let's f***ing 
Go.